when you look at the, these this issue of the pedophilia and politics and the sex trafficking and issues like this, you have to start to look at the cases that are most evident. Hopefully, anyone with a a decently open mind, anyone with a, with with some intelligence, can follow. That's why I designed it in the six chapter manner, so that it was really for those that are not awake to start to follow the thread of the to to get to where we are, to why we say what we say when we talk about these things. Before we get into the show, I want to share with you the Z-Stack, a powerful immunity-building vitamin pack formulated by Dr. Zelenko, the founder of the Zelenko Protocol. Many of you may have seen my interview with Dr. Zelenko explaining how the combination of quercetin and vitamin C together is a powerful zinc ionophore gun which delivers zinc, the bullet, into the cell where the virus is. Zinc blocks the virus from getting into the cell. Corsetin and vitamin C together are a safe over-the-counter alternative to hydroxychloroquine. Access to this is needed when government restricts and bans effective treatments. Also, it has been established that high normal levels of vitamin D is important for warding off sickness and staying out of the hospital. With the dangers of the COVID shot, we need a strong immune system to keep from getting sick. The danger is getting sick. That's when the effects of the bioweapon shot takes over. The Z-Stack will provide you with a defensive weapon to fight a potential virus. You can see the studies and also buy yours today at the link below or at sarahwestall.com under shop. I also highly recommend C60 gel caps, daily zeolite detox, and my probiotic greens to maintain a healthy body, all of which you can get at my shop at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Sean Stone coming to the program today. He is the famous son of the famous director Oliver Stone, and he's accomplished in his own right. He just finished a documentary series on human trafficking and pedophilia. It's a six-part series, and I wanted to dive in and explore this with them because it's, you know, finally... Somebody's doing a, just a really good series. I don't think one documentary is it does it, and just a series so that people, the general public, can really start getting a grasp of what this control structure is over society and how they're using it and how how it corrodes everything in society. And just so people get educated, we're not going to dismantle this unless people understand how pervasive this is and how it affects everything from business to politics to your local city. And people need to wake up and understand that. And so that's why I want to get him on and understand what his motives were and how he went about doing it. I'm really glad they did it. But before we get into the show, I want to remind you to go to my website and sign up for my newsletter and also, if you're having issues get to, getting to my website, or if you're just not getting the newsletter, be aware that censorship is ratcheting up. So make sure you're using a browser like the Brave browser or DuckDuckGo, a browser that does not censor. Also, if you still are having problems, 
It could be your country. I know New Zealand is censoring at the country level. There also could be internet nodes along the way that are censoring. So in order to get around that, you may have to also open a Tor browser or get a VPN installed. So just look, there are options so that you can get around this censorship. Of course, if they shut down huge portions of our communication network, we're going to have some issues, but then they can't track us. They don't know what we're doing if they shut that down. So we'll see what ends up happening. But hopefully you'll at least get on to my website, sarahwessel.com, under subscribe and sign up for my newsletter and look for all my other things that you can sign up for because I have all my things under that. So anyways, let's get into this really good conversation with Sean Stone. Hi, Sean. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am very intrigued with what you're doing because as you know, I've been covering a lot of that area for a while. It's one of those, it's very hard to cover it for any length of time. Um, and then you have to get back into it. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things you can't leave because once you know, you can't unknow. But I am, I'm very impressed because you've, you're the one that finally took on the mantle to do a full-blown, in-depth documentary on this. And taking, you know, six pieces is what you have, right? Five or six chapters? Yes. Which is, Six chapters. Yeah. Uh, Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, because it takes so many more to do it than just one documentary. Can you talk about what each of these six chapters are about? The docu-series is designed as a red pill or purple pill um, for even those that are not awake. And that was, that's very much always been my intention is I'm an historian from college you know, my, my, uh, my bachelor's in history. And I always loved history because it gives us context. It allows us to see things in perspective, which having, having been around and studied media since I was a child, I could always see how media manipulates because as Orwell said, who controls the past controls the future. And if you can change the past or ignore the past, right. Or rewrite it, or burn the books as they're do, you know, censoring the books or even saying the constitution is dangerous as they now do. Um, you see now you've, you've altered the course of the future because people that don't know their history, you know, they don't know where they are. They don't know how they got there. So when you look at the, these, this issue of the pedophilia and politics and the sex trafficking and issues like this, you have to start to look at the, cases that are most evident right and so there are cases that are strong like the finders which i didn't get into in this documentary uh but i felt like franklin scandal was a good place to start because before epstein there was the franklin scandal yep and so i wanted to basically do this as a progressive journey down the rabbit hole you could call it right um using credible voices and again storytelling techniques rooted in as much fact as possible so that you know again all fact is interpretive but when you have strong evidence you're building a case at least hopefully anyone with a a decently open mind anyone with a, with with some intelligence can follow that's why i designed it in the six chapter manner so that it was really for those that are not awake 
to start to follow the thread of the to to get to where we are to why we say what we say when we talk about these things you know this area is so important because you know the more i've studied it the more i realize that it's the control mechanism for a lot of the evil that goes on in our society it's not just the fact that what they're doing is is evil but it's a control mechanism for you know many other things going on and and so abolishing that or at least at the minimal exposing it so that we can start to dismantle or take away its power is so important so i applaud you for doing this why did you decide that this is something you're going to take on i mean i've done buzzsaw i did buzzsaw for five years well roughly five years from the lip uh, from youtube lip tv on youtube to gaia and buzzsaw covered a whole spectrum of topics um from the esoteric the occult history the um you know we got into perversions human trafficking things like that we got into extraterrestrials i mean we covered the whole gambit of topics on buzzsaw and at the beginning of 2020 some themes were coming strongly in to my field which was sovereignty this is the shift the transition for humans to become sovereign if they actually choose sovereignty because there's really only two paths forward now there's the complete control apparatus of the human at the body mind level which ultimately affects your spirit if you're controlled at your level of your body and mind your spirit is co-opted and there's a sovereign path of sovereignty over your body over your mind and your soul and in order to in order to achieve sovereignty you can check out of the matrix you can check out of the control apparatus but those that are most people let's say living in cities living in modern societies are still in the control apparatus so it was important to 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 deconstruct what that is so my intention was to use a lot of the bus sign interviews which we've done with some new interviews to really get people to this awareness of how their energy is being fed upon and this is where the series goes yeah you're taking it to a whole new level I, i'm excited to see the other i saw the first one but i i'd like to see what you're doing with the next ones to really tie all this in together because that's very interesting um you grew up in hollywood i mean your dad is one of the top directors period of all time and you were in a lot of those films how did that affect you because so much of this control mechanism is evident in hollywood so did you see it i mean how did it affect you yeah um what i've seen is how media is the most powerful engine in the world it's the media is more powerful than emperors of old it's it's and he did a film my father did a film called natural born killers which was meant to be a satire and shows some things in it that are very profound and including the the use of media to manipulate people explicitly talking about that you know calling media man-made weather basically um and this force that media was becoming and it was because it was in the 90s that really shifted i mean you could say that media it goes back look it goes back it's an ancient 
issue of education. Who who learn who controls uh, who who knows how to read first, right? Historically, hundreds of years ago, most people couldn't read, right? This was to the educated class. So first, if you want to control minds, you control the education system. Then the uh, Protestant Revolution sort of helped, in a sense, to democratize, for example, not just not just from the education system as far as it was always tied to religion, historically, not always, but usually it was tied to religion, right? Either religion, conventional religion, or priest uh, mystery schools, this kind of thing, right? But essentially, religion was very much co-opted by the educated class. Protestantism started to make democratize that in a sense, uh, make the Bible more available and accessible to everyday, everyday people. And then from there, you get to... Um, that's the that's the whole and then the printing press revolution follow right where they're printing books and, and people are able to then start to learn to read and by the time you get the American Revolution, you get a literate society. That's that's what gives you the American Constitution. Not to say that everyone's involved in it, but you actually had a literate society in America, <clears throat> which was a tremendous thing for a country that you want to have a democratic republic. You need need people that can read, and start to read history and start to think for themselves, right? But what happens is in the post-war era, there's this invention of radio and television and obviously we know films from the beginning of the century are starting to shift the attention away from religion and the spectacle of the church and the experience of church, right, or nature. And it's being shifted into your home, into your darkened room, into your um, experience of this television set, right? And so propaganda, we know the beginning of television is to intelligence, intelligence service, former intelligence agents from the Second World War, uh, basically coming into the TV and radio space, right, to issue storylines and guidance. And so when you know about Operation Mockingbird, the CIA operation to influence journalists since the Second World War, there's no surprise there, right, that this, is, uh, this has always been a weapon of influencing the masses, but you still had people that could read and you had independent uh, journals and, and newspapers and things like this and journalists that still actually knew how to at least ask questions, right? But by the time of the 90s, you get this sort of explosion of, how would I say, it was, it was in some ways mocked as sensationalism, but it wasn't always bad, right? The hard copies and other things. It wasn't like it was always bad, the National Enquirer. You know, these guys have occasionally did some, some interesting research and did ask some good questions. But for the most part, it was not like you're in a state of um, increasing intelligence by the post-Cold War era. You actually had a, a very apathetic culture around you. Um, it was, you know, it was epitomized by the MTV generation, so-called, right? The MTV girl asking Clinton if he wore boxers or briefs. It's like that level of intelligence as opposed to um, asking Clinton about, you know, the, the war on drugs, for example, and then it was going on as far as not so the war on drugs, his operation in Mena, Arkansas to traffic uh, drugs yeah, from, yeah. from Central, uh, Central America. I mean, these kind of dialogues that uh, really like traditionally good journalists would have asked, right, the questioning of, of these things. This had been suppressed because essentially, as we know, especially Clinton with the Telecom Act and all that, essentially the, the media, the journalists, Sorry, the journals, the media, the the news corporations had basically started to consolidate from 1980 to, to, to today. 
Um, you see five corporations, five or six corporations that dominate 90 plus percent of the media that you see. You see, And these, then these the ownership of those are even get to less people, but keep going. Exactly. So this consolidation, corporatization, I would call it media. So I saw firsthand, my father was experiencing that, how the movie industry, which in some ways had always been propaganda, but it was selling lifestyles, right? And it was selling worldviews, but they were still allowed to operate producers with, you know, storytellers, people that actually, um, you know, came to Hollywood since the 1960s, 70s and started the new studio system, you know, once the old studio system had crumbled, um, you know, came in with Hollywood with like this intentionality of telling stories. And you got some maverick storytellers in that time period that, you know, there were great stories being told. Um, and, and there is a military industrial complex component to Hollywood always and Masonic component. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, they, that can't be denied. But still, by the 90s, what happened was it was like the, the independent, not independent, but let's say the, the, the thought of the producer, writers, directors, the people that had been able to at least operate at some level started to be weeded out because it was a corporate takeover of Hollywood by the mid to late 90s. And you saw it with the blockbuster spectacle films becoming so dominant, right, that you had this fixation increasing because as the as the media conglomerates became larger and more corporate, you get the Time Warner AOL mergers, right, as examples of that. Um, the, the the producers, the people that actually were filmmakers themselves were sort of taken out or took steps back or moved aside in place of more of, you know, hired um, advertising guys, people that were just there to basically, you know, sell you on whatever the franchise was going to become, right? It became, and it became all about uh, statistics, you know, foreign sales value, what actor is worth, you know, how much at the uh, office. And so you shifted away a lot of the creative energy into this bean counting mentality, right? Uh, and so seeing that firsthand, how it shifted the quality of films, I mean, it's up to the audience to figure out for themselves, but, you know, do you appreciate the storytelling and the writing and the dialogue of older films, you know, pre-2000? to what's come of the last 20 years of cinema. Um, it's, 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 there are, you know, of course there are good films always, but it's like the overall milieu of filmmaking has shifted now to the place where you have just tech, tech companies that are basically streaming companies. Right. And, uh, and so you don't, you know, even the experience of what it is to go to a movie, that, that cultural gathering, right. Has been shifted to your own personal home, which is, to me, looking at this as sort of the overall journey to the transhuman agenda, which is to create increasingly virtual spaces, virtual worlds, right, where we interact and engage as virtual beings. But the transhuman aspect is that the computer and the interface with the computer windows and worlds and cell phone and this what whatnot will not just be separate from the being, but will actually be merged into the human being um step by step well that's what the graphene oxide is all about and starting to get us like a node on the internet i you know i was doing i was talking to my son and he's and i was telling him about we were talking about movies and directors and and um he was asking me who i was interviewing and i said this week and your name came up and i and he goes, well, who is that? And, you know, he's younger. And I said, well, his dad. And I told him about your dad. And I looked up and I said, see, and I was trying to find your dad and the list of directors, you know, quality directors. 
And um, I saw him on Wikipedia, the number of Academy Award nomination, Academy Awards. Is, I mean, he's, has, he's one of the top directors of all time, but he's not in the lists of top directors anymore. It's so obvious that he's been removed from all these lists. And it's like he's they're trying to remove him from history. They can't totally because how do you remove somebody who's had 42 nominations and I don't know how many Academy Awards. And so he's he's won more than most of these people that were on these lists. And I'm like, wow, that's really incredible. So your dad, they're they're systematically trying to remove him from, you know, the memory. Why do you think that is? What did he do? Did he, you know, he did just did a Snowden movie a while ago. You know, is it because he doesn't fit the narrative? Well, for it started with JFK. You see, he had his success when it comes to the Academy. He had won three Oscars by 1990. So that's why I talk about a time when there was still more of a, a creativity in, in Hollywood, a creativity in the sense of, I don't want to say that there aren't creative people. It was like, it was an independence. There was still an independence that existed from, because um, really, how do you say, there wasn't really a Hollywood structure that, 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 okay, what had existed in the 30s and 40s, right, was studio systems where you had studio heads who basically were like dictators over their companies, right? They employed thousands of people. I mean, in, in many ways, it was it was uh, uh, there there were aspects of it that were that were positive, but it was like a factory system, right? Yeah. So they employed thousands of writers and actors and producers and directors, but essentially it was like a stable. And by the '60s and '70s, what you saw was a breakdown in the studio system and all these independents coming up and making films that were just you know experimental at some level and you know it broke the bounds of you know the traditional uh staging and all that and that's you know the scorsese's and the spielberg's and the coppola's right and all the, and the palmas and all these famous ones from that generation and my father was part of that generation you see and that's the you know the vietnam era right vietnam onwards so my father had won three oscars by the time 1990 rolls around and then in 91 he's directing jfk which is you know, the, the the story that basically blows the lid on the lie of the Kennedy assassination. So, of course, the media started coming after him. And, you know, there were many pieces, many things that were done to try to game. But, I mean, there's just, it's, that's why I say I, I've seen this since I was a little kid, of how the media manipulates and lies. And from that point on, he was in many ways... Uh, you know, branded the conspiracy theorist. He continued to work, but he also in the 2000s started interviewing Castro and um, uh, Chavez and then Putin. So, you know, by the time he interviews Putin a few years ago, uh, right at the time of 2016, yeah, I mean, that puts you really into a camp that, you know, remember they, they were trying to impeach Trump about this in 2016. So this anti-Russia thing, very strong, and it, it, the liberals have really been playing this this their part in this whole you know anti Russia operation. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I, it's how if you are t- touching the toes of any of these narratives, but I see another wave. Just like the studio system broke down, there's a breakdown of regular media towards independent media again with the higher quality such as what we're doing. I mean, our numbers together are better than what the media is getting. The 
the, what do you call it, the old media, because they're looking for better quality. So I see that same pattern that happened with your, you know, you're talking about where the old studio system broke down because there's just better quality. Well, the same thing's happening. The journalists aren't doing their job. So they're looking for people who are actually doing their job. And that's why a film like what you did, a documentary series like what you're doing, you, I mean, you can't find that kind of stuff, stuff elsewhere where the quality is behind what it is that you're doing. You're asking the hard questions that they don't want to ask. They don't even want to go there. But if they don't go there, then we can't evolve and get better as a society. And because journalism, these journalists have stopped doing their job. They stopped being the, you know, the, the gatekeeper, not gatekeeper, they're now they're gatekeepers, but stop being the police officers, if you will, <laughs> of the leaders, of the people who have power. There's a big, well, there's what happened was, and this is the reason the show I did was called Buzzsaw. There was a, uh, a book written in around 2000 time period. It was called Into the Buzzsaw. And it was basically a bunch of journalists writing their stories of how the editor class had censored them. Right. Yep. Yep. And the the nature, you know, journalists, at least in the old days, were, you know, that had any any integrity that weren't bought by the CIA. Right. Or, or propagandists essentially for their bias. Um, the old days, the journalists, you know, at least were trained to ask questions, to, to show different sides and to say, you know, they're searching for truth. They're not supposed to be arbiters of truth. They're not supposed to be sitting up there telling you this is the truth. That's not a yeah. They're they're like officials. We don't care. we just want to know what's true, and we and officials is even the right word for it. I'm thinking of like a game, and you just want to make sure you expose the evil or you expose the truth. And so you're just there doing your job, but you're a major component of that job. You know, you're a major component of the world. If you don't, if journalists aren't doing their job, right? Well, then we can't get the truth, and we can't. We can't hold powerful people's feet to the fire. Well, they're the what? The fourth estate? Isn't that what it's called? The fourth estate or the fifth estate? Yeah, it's either or. <laughs> I don't remember. It's fourth or fifth. That's funny. Yes. But yeah, because it is really important, right? We wouldn't have had a revolutionary war in this country without media, without Thomas Paine and all those pamphlets and all those things trying to get people to support the cause. Right. It just wouldn't have happened. People needed to be educated on what was going on, and that's how they did it. Well, I, I remember a, fun, a funny meme circulating right now. Paul Revere's writing through the night saying, you know, the British are coming, the British are coming, and the guy's going, where are the fact checkers? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, it, it's I mean, this... it's like people can't even use their own common sense anymore. That's the whole point. We... The human being has been has had common sense beaten out of them, and it started before the pandemic. The pandemic. I mean, common sense has been slowly taken out of the human being to the place where it was important to create these these established institutions and this whole idea of the expert class, right? The experts. That is the case. That so, is so true. Yes. When you understand how institutions themselves are funded by foundations, big foundations, right, with grants and, and, and these kind of things, right? Especially, like, look at the, the medical establishment. Um, since the days of Rockefeller essentially creating the AMA, essentially creating some of the first medical universities in this country, 
getting rid of homeopathy and any traditional approach to healing, right? Shifting that away to this whole accredit accreditation system, you see. Um, same with the legal class, by the way. The legal class is basically a giant uh, gang that, you know, essentially that essentially um, is self self-regulating, right? So yeah, they're not doing their part at all. Self-regulating, exactly. I mean, so you get these classes that get created, and this notion of the educated class. What's fascinating is the uneducated, in many ways, have more common sense. Yep. It's like you either have to be extremely, extremely intelligent to realize that education is just indoctrination in, in this country, right? If you understand that and you start to see through the lies and the deception, you can be intelligent. The people that go through education systems are just indoctrinated. Yep. They've basically been the most indoctrinated by schools of thought and repetition and regurgitation and knowing how to make arguments, basically, that the, the professor likes or approves. So the unintelligent are the deplorables, right? But they, their common sense sees that things don't add up. But the uh, the so-called educated ones are playing into this interesting, again, identity politics, right? Identity politics replaced class warfare once the new left understood that it was no longer going to be about, you know, helping the workers against the ruling class. They were going to join the ruling class, but they were going to use identity politics to essentially uh, keep people in conflict and keep keep rulership in the hands of the one the one percent and less and that's what's amazing to me is how the left some of them i think actually believe that they're going to get this sort of uh, socialist utopia from everyone acquiescing to government and big corporate power that's what's fascinating to me is anyone actually believing that they've lost their way because classical liberals always were for free speech they were for the little guy, they weren't for the big corporations. I mean, they've done a 180 on their own background on who they were, you know, who, what their soul used to be. They've just completely abandoned that and went in a different direction and they can't see that. But I, uh, I, I think that there really is a control of a mindset. It, you know, it doesn't, the COVID nightmare is a perfect example of that, how they've, they've taken control of studies and so something that is obviously done in the field like dr zelenko uses this example you know he was using hydroxychloroquine in the field and it was saving lives he wasn't people weren't going to house he was right in the hot spot people weren't going to the hospital he was doing he was just doing great and then they banned hydroxychloroquine in new york and because of him, and he uses an example when he's in court, right? Or when he was in court, when he was do getting interviewed about how if you were in a shipwreck and you saw a floating piece of wood, driftwood or something, and you were, you grabbed it to keep yourself from, you know, drowning, you're not going to tell people, you're going to tell people about this driftwood. Hey, there's driftwood. You can hang it. You're not going to need to do a study. <laughs> it's like when you're in an emergency and things work, that's what you use. And, uh, I mean, there's a, that's what we call the epitome of common sense. Well, and there have been studies. The, no, but the crazy part is that there have been studies, but more importantly, hydroxychloroquine has been around for 60 yeah. plus years. Meanwhile, they're authorizing something that hasn't even been this, this vaccine that hasn't even been in, in, in circulation for a year. 
and they're saying that this is approved. I mean, this is the insanity of the time of lack. And talk about common sense. Where is the common? That's exactly right. That's why I use that as an example. I mean, it's just a point where common sense is thrown out the window. And the studies, they look at studies. And at some point, you just, we were like, well, if people are getting better and they're getting better, like, okay, there was two big cities in India, right? And I don't remember what, the two largest cities. One banned ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. The other one used it. The one that used it, almost no one died. The one that banned it, they had thousands of deaths. I mean, that's an example of common sense. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and that's... But isn't it interesting? Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it interesting how the homeless population just keeps growing in places like L.A.? Meanwhile, the, California is raging with this, you know, the hospitals overflowing, but the homeless population, you don't see anybody just... Exactly. It's, 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 it's complete politicization politicization of of our reality and i mean i just i experience it every day when i when i try to talk to people but what i what i found is again there's a socialist there's a socialist impulse that's being pushed and and, and coming out very very strongly you know people that even tell you know traditionally like they didn't even vaccinate their own children like they were so anti-vax, but all of a sudden they're like, well, we have to do this for the greater good for everybody. Uh, exactly. Which, which is itself an insane thing to say for a vaccine that doesn't even prevent you from getting it, let alone from transmitting it. But the psychology. They've lost their mind. You see, the psychology is, it's like they think they're living out, they're living through like World War II here. It's like we're sacrificing for the greater good. It's like, do you just need something to do? Is this like, is this just <laughs> your boredom in life? That you're like, Wow. I haven't, I haven't uh, achieved like my sense of personal validation. So I'm going to go inject this to feel like now I'm a better person. I mean, literally it was the same thing with the mask. You know, I do this for you. I feel, I feel empowered. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm serving the greater good. I mean, that's how pathetic this generation is of humans. They think that, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's pretty pathetic to think that you're really saving the world by wearing a mask and injecting, uh, some, some MRNA technology GMO into your bloodstream. Well, think of how black, or not black, I think of how black, uh, what do you call, brainwashed they are to get to the point where they're acting that way. It's incredible. And that's what we're trying to dive behind is how do we get to the point where people are this easily manipulated, just basic, they have no common sense, rational arguments don't work. I mean, I can post, you know, you've probably seen my website, I post study after study. I mean, I don't, you can't go to my website if you're a rational, critical thinker and come out thinking that somebody should take the shot. I mean, you just, there's, there's too many studies. There's too much information showing that this is not good for you. There's also too much information showing there's so much corruption and there's alternative ulterior motives behind all these things. So it's, it's, diving into this and figuring out what are those alternative motives, who's really controlling it, how are they controlling it, you know, with a blackmail structure, a um, yes, the economic structure, these all these other, you know, ways that they're manipulating people, and then get behind that as well. well who's doing that, and how are they being controlled, and how do they control it for multi-generations? Precisely. So what you're looking at is, is exactly what the docuseries is about. 
It's about breaking through those layers of controlling. And what I diagnose is a satanic ideology. Mm-hmm. It's satanic. So materialism itself, it's not atheistic. It's satanic. You see, it believes that there is no, we have no connection to a higher creator, a higher source. We don't come from a divine spark, that we're not a miracle, you see. It just sees the world as a Darwinian random chance, randomly chosen, you know, randomly selected. But they, from, but it's even darker than that because they hmm? use children and trafficking and they, no, they get... They get yeah, they're Satanists. Satanists use they get materialism energy. Go ahead. as their ideology. Satanists don the mantle of scientific materialism mm-hmm. to try to legitimize themselves, right? But they are cut off. They don't. They want you to believe you are cut off from any spirit, from any uh, source beyond the material realm, because that's what Satan rules over is the material realm. Mm-hmm. You see. He's prince of the world. So to be worldly is to basically be in love with the material world, where all spiritual traditions are saying, no, it's not about the material world. Every spiritual tradition says that, right? That we come from something greater, that we are connected to that source, and we shall return to that place. So they want humans, and this is why you've seen in America a lot of the younger generation, you know, atheistic, uh, believing in science, thinks that there's this conflict between science and religion. They don't want humans to know their connection to an ethereal, non-worldly source. You see, so it's 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 a satanic ideology. Yeah, and, and it's crazy that they they create this. There's no you know this connection. You got to pick between science and religion, or science. I don't even like the word religion. Science and spirituality because you don't have to. Science is just the truth. It's a it's the it's another avenue to find the truth. And they've screwed that up too, when how they control the studies and all this stuff. And, and, and you see it everywhere, these control mechanisms. And people are afraid. They think that they aren't good enough to trust their own judgment and their own research because they're not a doctor or because they haven't gone to the university for four years in a specific field. Well, no, that's BS. That's total BS. And then the people in those fields think that they know everything because they became a doctor. And it's like, well, you don't even know some of the basic things that I'm telling you or that I'm just trying to share with you um, and trying to get questions on. But you're you're more knowledgeable than me or these other people who actually are doing research. So it that's the common sense that are is missing all over the place yes it and and again it's it's by design it's designed to disempower again uh, especially in america but also you know you could say across the western world people that were literate that were able to sort of uh that had a connection to a classical culture and civil in civilization that was even though flawed you know greek and roman civilization is not perfect but essentially rooted in some concept of um, the human being, and going back to where you could say Judeo-Christian tradition, the human being being made in the image of God, you see. This is what they've been fighting so much against. And even a lot of the, even a lot of the 
a lot of the racism that these people push in the name of being, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. you name it, you know, we're against racism, but actually they create more racism is that they want us to be detached from our history and from the sovereignty of the human that comes with of an appreciation of Western civilization. As flawed as Western civilization is, I always made this point with America. Like, they hate America, these old, these, these globalists, the ones who, do, who, who basically are, are, have targeted America as far as what they've, what, what they've allowed, what their CIA, the CIA is not an American instrument. It's an instrument of, of finance, financial capitalism, right, going back to its origin, connected to very powerful Wall Street influences, people like the Rockefellers, okay? CIA has gone around the world and uh, destabilized governments, rigged elections, uh, fomented uh, uh, civil unrest, uh, uh, tra- trafficked in drugs and other things, right? Uh, basically is the arm of, you know, opening up resources, uh, drug, uh, weapons trafficking, right? Building armies, terrorist armies, right? It's a thug group for the wealthy class to be able to dominate it, as exactly. they can. They have now turned that attention on America. Since 2008, it has been about all in. We're looting America since 2008, since the, the cr- financial crisis that bailed out the banks and the AIG, the insurance group, mm-hmm. group that's going back to its origin as CIA, uh, bailing them out at the expense of the, the, the homeowners, right? That were that had basically taken out sometimes stupid mortgages, but ultimately that were trying to acquire housing, right? Since that time, there has been a full-on war against the American people, and 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 finalized with the war on Trump from 2016 on, because he represented nationalists, nationalist values that the working class resonated with, right? So yeah, his actions were were actually made things yeah. better for people. No, I don't know about the, this vaccine thing, the but the majority of the, the stuff. Trump's economy. Yeah. Helped raise even the lowest, even the even the absolutely there, yep. as far as the, the bottom third. But the point is that the ruling class, the oligarchs yep. that are not pro-American, they 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 they'll smile and tell you, you know, yeah, salute the flag. But these guys yep. are psychopaths. They hate America, so yep. they basically want everyone to think America is this genocidal country that's you know racist. Every country in the world is built in blood. Every country in the world has seen civil unrest, tribal uh, tribal conflict, religious conflict. Um, to say America, which is probably the least racist country in the world, you know, or one of the, you know, arguably one of the least racist countries in the world, right, is a racist country, is to ignore all of human history and all of the countries on the planet, you see. But they have fixated on destroying America. So they have made inversions of everything. And that's why the, the pandemic, the COVID thing, is so strongly uh, targeting America. Because everything is is upside down and backwards here now, as far as the media control we know, um, the medical control through Fauci having this much power, this olig, this basically this, this guy's a medical oligarch, ridiculous, you know, making money on all the patents for the vaccines, and 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 uh, you know he's been there for 30, 40 years at this point. I mean, this guy is like a god, he's like a mafia godfather, right? In the medical in the medical industry, yes, he, he is. He can yep. make or break careers. I mean, this is this is why they're target. They're using people like him to target and destroy America. Because, again, America is the, if we stand and we say, no, we are sovereign beings, which we said with the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, right, and we empower the government, we become the model as we were supposed to be for the whole world. And we have been for centuries, you know, for centuries, we've been the model. We've been that beacon on the hill. But they want you to, they want you to say, no, you're a racist country. No, no, we don't like, you know, no one likes America. They've done everything they can to destroy and tarnish America, but we still get people who everyone wants to come here. 
you know, I don't say everyone would come here, but we, we still have millions of people wanting to come, clamoring to come to this country. Yeah, right? exactly. You got... Well, and we're, we're teetering on the edge. We're teetering on the edge of losing that because of how, how so many people have been brainwashed. And I've noticed that, and I know you have, is that the more I look into it, the more they use things that are good. They stand behind charities and good works to do the most. Well, because foundations are the best way. Okay. Because it's not charity. If when Bill Gates went into the charity business, he became richer. Okay. People have to see through it. It's when you create a foundation, right? Which is exact. Again, it's a tax exemption. It's about avoiding taxing taxation. You're basically creating a channel, a conduit to then finance colleges, uh, medic, you know, uh, you name it, you know, uh, grants for art, you're influencing culture, right? You are, um, let's say, you know, let's say you're, you're making, I always put it like this, look at this vaccine. People think it's free, right? The government, which is our <laughs> yeah. money, tax, supposedly taxpayer money, paid the vaccine companies billions of dollars to generate the vaccine. Mm -hmm. We didn't get it. It wasn't in an investment. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, you know, which would be a smart thing. Hey, we're going to we're going to invest with you, develop the vaccine. But we want, you know, we want to basically return on our investment. No, it's it's a straight gift to the vaccine companies to then turn around and now forcibly inject people for free. But the taxpayers are paying for it. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that we pay for them to to shoot us up with with vaccines. We're paying for them to do drug trafficking. We're paying for them to fund the Taliban to rape women and children. We're paying for them to do all these things. But then we are better than gains. that. You're socializing. You're socializing the cost, but you're privatizing the gains. So Moderna and Pfizer are making hundreds of billions of dollars. Yes. So they make money. Great for them. At your expense, your risk. No liability. You're the one that has the. If you, if you get injured or die, that's on you. But you're paying for. How is this? This is in, this is it. This is what their socialist dream is about. Do you get it? This is exactly the socialist dream that they're that they're pushing for. That's what socialism is. And so what you got to get back to is liberty and freedom, where the money, most of the money, ninety eight percent of the money or whatever, stays locally. And you build up and you thrive and you, I mean, there's so much we could do, but we got to get rid of this power structure that is oppressing and destroying humanity. And right now there, there's a total assault on humanity. And it starts right here. It starts in America because America is the freest country in the world because we are built on a principle and a constitution and declaration of independence that almost no other country in the world has that actually says, we, the people, give the government the power. That's what people have to remember. We're giving them way too much right now. So we need to take that power back. Your education with this film is crucial. It's People need to realize that that this is the power structure. I, I wrote in um, the foreword to an interview that I did with Jimmy Boots, and I hear he's in, the, in your yeah. films, which is great. He's taken down more pedophiles than anyone in our country. He's an amazing person. He should have a whole documentary just on him. But uh, what was I going to say? I'm going to have to cut this part out. I had a whole really good point, And then I'm like, oh, well, what I did is I, I quoted a phrase that 
blackmail is the currency of the powerful. And that's how they get all this stuff accomplished. And they, they really do, whether it's through blackmail, whether it's whatever motivates these people for control. And then the people they can't control that way, they're doing things through other mechanisms, whether it's frequency, whether it's this graphene oxide crap that they're putting in us because they want to be able to control every aspect of every person. That's it. That's it. That's why the docuseries is, again, it's so important to understand the history, the lineage, and the full spectrum operation that has been in play for a long time to work first on the mind and the next step is the body. That's what this vaccine agenda is about. It's control of the body. Once they can tell you what to put into it, you've created precedent. It is no longer yours. You cannot be sovereign over it. And that's what's coming. Where can people get a copy of to watch this and learn and whatever? It's great. I recommend everybody go. Sure. So the, so the docuseries, the docuseries Best Kept Secret is on Iconic, which is David Icke's uh, channel, iconic.com. It's on 107daily.com and it's on Vimeo On Demand if they just want to rent or, or actually, I should say if they just want to purchase it, Vimeo On Demand. Is it free on um, David Icke, or, or is it? Yeah, they're, they're all. They, those are all pay. Those are all streaming channels. So once you're subscribed to, to Iconic.com, you're subscribed to 107 Daily. Um, you can you can watch it there. Oh, excellent. Okay, and you're going to provide a link for us so everybody knows how to get there. Is there other material up there besides that's pretty good that they can watch? They should check it out. There's there's amazing stuff on Iconic, and uh, 107 Daily is a great new Facebook type of forum for people to share and, 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 and the conscious community can share and, and chat and all that. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for joining me today. And I think this should be an explosive series for you. So thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Sarah, for having me.